Evil Squid Comics Podcast, episode 56. 50, I got nothing. You got nothing? I'm Drew. I'm Scott. And we get together every couple weeks to talk about comic books and comic book related things. Who saw the Joker? I did not. I didn't. I didn't either. Wow, we uh, failed all around. Uh, we saw whoa. the Joker. Did we fail? I don't know. Or do we call it a win? I don't know. I hear, I, I hear good things. Fairly decent. Most people say they liked it. A few people have mixed, have mixed, but I think they're mostly whiners. I think my problem is is that it may be a little too. I don't know. My problem is art meeting real life, you know, type of thing. Is (laughs) that's my problem? It's what? Too much art meeting real life, and maybe some ways you're talking about mental, mental illness and. Terrorism with respect to that, you know, and things of this nature, you know. A lot of the problems that we have in the U.S. today, I think, are just coming forward in that film a little bit. But I shouldn't say very much because I haven't seen it, but it's just my impression from the trailers and the reviews that I've read that I tend to wonder if it, if we might see some copycat things or whatever the hell else, you know. Yeah, but there's plenty of other movies that are worse than that. So, I mean, I don't know why they're worried about this one. Because I mean, have they seen a Clockwork Orange? Have they seen? I mean, there's all sorts of other. I mean, Taxi Driver. It looks like Taxi Driver to me, just with the Joker. And it could be, but or King of Comedy. Everybody keeps comparing it to that. But something. It's the same guy that did Taxi Driver and King of Comedy, from what I read. Robert De Niro. No, the guy that wrote it or directed it or whatever. Taxi Driver and King of Comedy are both Martin Scorsese. Robert De Niro was in both of those. So maybe the guy that wrote it? No. I thought Todd Phillips, the guy who directed it, wrote it. I don't know. That's what I thought I read somewhere. You should read closer. I'm just wondering if this might have more of a mass appeal to you. You're worried about the incels? Hmm? I don't know about the I'm worried about any of that type of stuff. It just, to me, it seems like, Mm -hmm. to me, it seems like it's (laughs) it's an interesting movie to have in our day and age right now and how the world is yeah but there's other movies that are just the same that have already been made you're probably right it just seems like to me this one in particular what does incels mean to you incel is short for involuntarily celibate yeah how do you know that how do I know what an incel is it's a whole movement wow group of people they're called incels I know what do you think I don't read I'm not aware of life I don't know what's going on do you know what that was yes I do wow Maybe I don't have a life. Well, I just learned about it like two weeks ago. Well, I mean, I probably learned about it a year or two ago. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't probably know. a couple months ago or something to that effect. I, hmm. I just learned about M-G-T-O-W. You know that one? It's kind of like incels, but not quite. I don't know. Men going their own way. Have you heard that? No. It's a whole other movement. Is it? That's right. Uh-huh. Basically, men saying, I have no use for society whatsoever. I'm not going to get married. I'm going to have kids. I'm just going to go do whatever the hell I want and just. That's just Holy totally crap. They Where, used to who's just, the charter member of that? I don't, I don't think I want to be part of that. Don't they right? just. Didn't they used to just call those guys hermits? <laughs> Unibombs? Yeah, but now you have Netflix and video thing. games, so it's so much better. Well, I know, but <laughs> you, all you're doing is relabeling hermit. No, they're not. No, they're not. They're, they're not still, like hermits. They're, they're still just, hanging out. They're, they're still doing, doing their stuff. Thing. They're doing they their do, own thing. They do their they're own thing. They're not doing what society they're, they're says. They're doing they things do. probably with groups and whatever else. They just don't feel the need for that family bond or relationship bond. They just don't feel they need to 
Uh-huh. Through that social contract of like, I have to, you I know, have to get married, I have, I have to, to produce, I have to get a good job, I'm gonna do whatever the hell I want. That's part of the problem now. You have to label everybody. Why can't? Why do we have to have that many labels? Why does everybody have to have their own little group? I have no idea. Have to be. I don't know. I was listening to the radio this morning. Who? I was listening to the radio. This the morning. radio. The radio on the gotcha. way to work, and they were talking about. Incels? No, they were talking about Chris, Chrissy Teigen. Oh yeah, uh, she got a new tattoo. Chrissy Teigen did. Chrissy yeah, Teigen. I'm not sure who that is. Do we care? Yeah, no, no, no. Did John? No, no, no. Uh, I don't. He, she was like part of the. She like a model or something. She was a model, but she also does the. Uh, I know the name. Sync type thing oh, with okay. the, what's his name, LL Cool J, you know, and, and things and. The lip sync battle with Elle Cool J. Uh, cool. They had, but she's, so, she's all over the place, though, too. I think gotcha. she, she got into, like, a Twitter war with Trump or yeah, whatever. Was, oh, but nice. anyway, yeah. so she got a tattoo, and she got the dates of her husband and her kids' birthdays. So she got numbers on the inside of her arm. Cool. And now she posted about it on Facebook uh-huh. or Twitter or whatever. Oh, that's fucking dumb. And everybody... Right, exactly. And now everybody's contaminated her because it looks like... The World War Two, like the the markings oh, the of the are, Jews. I was just thinking, in concentration think of all the damn camps. security right. questions that involve <laughs> freaking birthdays. And all this other <laughs> right. Why the hell would you show that to the freaking world? So now everybody's mad at her because they think that she's making fun of Jewish people that survived Definitely. the Holocaust Dude, because she has numbers that, down her arm. Fifty freaking like, dude. Let people I'm do like, their own thing. First of all, they can be as stupid as they want to be. I don't care. Come right, on. but. Why do you have to be, like, I understand that, I guess, she's in quote, air quote, famous or whatever, and so she has to have followers and blah, 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 but why do you have to post every single thing that you do? You know what I mean? Like, if you're going to be... Because in order to stay that way, if you're going to be famous... Keep making money and whatever else, and keep being relevant, which in turn leads to money, you have to be posting like this and things like that. Whatever. It's just... Honestly, Twitter was going to be probably the end of this all anyway. Probably. I saw a thing on Facebook, like one of the memes or whatever, like a couple of weeks ago, and it said, 1989, we thought by uh, 2019, we'd all have flying cars. And it said, 2019, we literally have to tell people not to eat Tide Pods. <laughs> and that the... And that the Earth is round. round. Yes. <laughs> like, and that vaccines do not cause autism. Oh, right. They don't. You've seen you've seen the movie Idiocracy, right? Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. We're yes. going. That's oh, yeah. where we're, we're going. going. That's why that movie's so funny. Because yes. it's, it's well, it, it, that's a horror movie to be. <laughs> yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um. So real quick, real I watched. Quick. Uh, do you guys watch Saturday Night Live? No. Nope. Okay, so just talk about idiocracy. Yeah, yeah I know. They, they've had two episodes, two new ones, and neither one of them have been great. Why do you still watch that <laughs> Because I'm waiting. Because when it's when they have that good it's skit, not, there's one good skit great. out of like twenty, and then it will be on great. YouTube. And, and you just watch it. Right, it's else just the habit. Day. It's just habit at this point now. But so they had, uh, they did a thing with. Uh, you, this is great. So they, they did a <laughs> thing it? with um, Mike Pence, and he had. Uh, uh, he was like in the White House, like having a meeting or whatever, and they had Mike Pompeo on there, <laughs> and uh, Matthew Broderick. They brought him in to play Mike Pompeo, Pompeo. Okay. and so he comes into the meeting, and Pence goes, "Aren't you supposed to be at like some congressional hearing or something?" And he's like, "Don't worry, man. 
I got it covered. And they, they flash to the thing, and there's a guy sitting there, and he's like, Pompeo? 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 <laughs> Pompeo? <laughs> they flash over, and he's got, like, a dummy sitting there behind the, behind the thing. And then they flash back, and he goes, he goes, I bought us a couple hours. <laughs> they won't figure it out. I was just like, damn it. So I mean, you it know, been really funny if it was Ben Stein that was there. That's right? Saying yeah, that. <laughs> that, that would have been great. They should have got him yeah. too. But no, it was fun. I was just like, like, I wonder how many people actually get that reference. You know what I mean? In this day and age, who knows? Yeah. But What's anyway. funny, my kid, you've never seen Teen, Teen, Teen Titans Go? Have you ever watched that? Uh, yeah, I've uh, watched it. I watched the my kids original watch it. series. Yeah, my kids those. watch it, and there's like all these like jokes and references. Like there's one to like a few good men, and I'm like. How these kids get yeah, my kids don't. They're not gonna get any. They're still laughing, but they're like they aren't getting like the deeper joke. It's or just like it's when just, it works we on grew different up, levels. Yeah. It's just like Looney Tunes. Yeah, I know. Oh, like yeah. when we were kids. Yeah, I didn't get all those. We laughed at all that stuff, and we didn't get <laughs> any of the Look references. Look at Bugs Bunny and the Nazis. And then you turn around and watch it when you're an adult, and, and you see more it stuff, on a whole yeah. other level. It is. Oh, that freaking uh, mouse that would freaking drink and be drunk as a skunk going all over the place. So I was up. Yeah, I was. Up <laughs> I mean, there. I remember watching that as a kid, going, hey, yeah. "That's kind of funny." Did not really get in the fact that this guy's an alcoholic, right? <laughs> so I was flipping channels the other night, and it was some boomerang or whatever, and they had like Looney Tune Hour, where they showed old Looney Tune movies, and it was the one with the with the stork where he delivers the bug. He grabs Bugs Bunny and takes him to the gorillas, okay. mm-hmm. like that one. But the the stork is sitting there just hiccuping, and he's wasted oh, up yeah, his ass because yeah. every time he delivers a baby, they, <laughs> they want him to have a drink with them yeah. for celebration. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching it go, well, yeah, I thought it was funny, but now I, I, I now realize now he's an alcoholic. Yeah, like you said. He's, he's flying and driving or whatever. He's, he's drinking and flying. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's the same thing. I mean. I agree. But, yeah. It's interesting. I I never really watched Teen Titans Go. Like my I don't kids watch. My kids watch it. it's on in the background, and yeah. it's on in the background, so I never really paid attention to it. But yeah, I don't either. But it was on, and I just it's just funny because they have all these references. Now there. you should let them watch Teen Titans, the, what the live action show. Isn't where, just on the Disney streaming. Batman. Isn't it just on the Disney streaming. No, that's on the the DC. Did you buy into your Disney? The streaming? DC streaming. You said Disney. You said Disney. Oh, I thought I said DC. No. The DC streaming. Yeah, it's on there. DC streaming. I don't have the DC streaming. Well, you should get it. Did you, or did you buy into Disney? No, I'm not buying into Disney. Why would I buy? Because I, I saved a dollar a month. Man. Well, I'll get it when Damn. it comes out. I'm not going to pre-order it. I don't know. I'm I don't. Saying. One guy said he already signed up for like five years. I signed up for two. <laughs> of course. Some guy said he signed up for like five, and he I, saved like a dollar a month. I'm like, dude, I'm not paying five, and he doesn't have to pay for like two years or something. I don't know. It sounded bizarre. Be, I don't know. It sounded bizarre. I signed up for two years, but yeah, yeah I say I end up saving like a buck, I think, or something like that a month. But, yeah. I mean, I'll just sign up for like one 20, month. I'll watch four dollars, you know, over the life of it. So. Twenty-four. Are they going to drop it all at once, like Netflix, or are they going to dole I mean, it out? I'm hearing they're not. That they're going <sighs> to drop it week to week. Hate that. Like Streaming HBO. is annoying. So. I like Netflix. Hey, Breaking Bad movie comes out this Friday. I heard. Yeah, what okay. so I heard about the, so what is Maleficent, this? Though, and Zombie or Zombie Land Two? Not this Friday. Adam's family Gemini comes out Friday. Friday. Gemini really? Man and Adam's family. Damn it! So I gotta wait another week. It's another for week. Okay, oh, so what damn. is this Breaking okay. Bad movie? There's a Breaking Bad movie coming out on Netflix Friday. But I watched the series and it started at the beginning and it ended at the end. So remember that guy who's like in it, Jesse? Remember him? Yeah, it's about him. 
about him. I mean, I saw his whole story too. No, it's after the. He it's didn't after. die, right? He's yeah. still alive. So after the show ended, he still lived. Okay. Right. And he did stuff. Is it by the same people? Yeah, it's by all the same people. Well, then it might be okay. Why are you? Otherwise, why are you down on the Breaking Bad movie? You love I Breaking never Bad. have finished all. Why do well, he doesn't? But you. No, 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 no. I love Breaking Bad. That's, That's one good. of the best. So TV why aren't you shows excited ever. that there's a movie? Because I watched a TV show. I've seen everything. Why? Why do I need more? It's uh, over. Don't watch it. Don't. <laughs> I forbid you from watching the Breaking Bad movie. You're banished. You don't get to watch it. I'm taking your privileges away. It's you like, weren't sufficiently excited. It's like and you're being hating on like, it. Hey, forget it. You're done. You're done. We're make. We're gonna make a lost. You're done. We're gonna make a lost movie. That all the character stories wrapped up in that. In Breaking Bad, there was other characters that they did a Better Call Saul. Yeah, you're not mad right. about that. Oh, Better Call Saul is awesome. Yes, <laughs> that's, and that's, what basi- I'm that's basically. Um, <laughs> I already saw the story. I already know what happened. I don't know what I'm watching. No, this. I don't know the backstory of Saul. Oh my god! And you don't know the future story of Jesse. That's true. Do I really want to, though? I don't know. I guess that's the question you're going to have to ask yourself. It <laughs> sounds like it's maybe a no. Okay. Maybe I need to watch the trailer, and then maybe I'll get excited about it. But on the surface, it's not... Watch the trailer. You already have Netflix. It's, it's free to you. You're already paying for it. What's free to me? Netflix. The movie. Oh, you I thought it was like a, a... It's on a Netflix theater. this Friday. And speaking of which, though, I, what about The, the Gentleman? <laughs> Is that what it is? The Irishman. The Irishman. When does that come out? Uh, I think it's coming out here like the beginning of November, but to like theaters first for like a month and then goes to Netflix. Is it a month or is it like two days? I thought I had heard a month, but maybe maybe it's going to be a month. And you can days. watch well, it on Netflix. I think in order to, in order to be a, for awards, I think they, they're going to start making a rule like it has to be in the theater before it's on the streaming service because they're going to start shutting them down if they don't do it. Yeah. I, okay. I thought I had heard that it was going to be a, a couple. Of, it I might be. It might be a month. I don't know. Month, so now that but I, I also know heard that, there's like limited release even during that. Yeah, month. I don't think it's going to hit like. So I'm thinking it's like New York and four LA weekends. Or yeah, and over. What movie are you talking spot. about? The Irishman. Martin Scorsese. It's like Martin Scorsese. Al Pacino he got like and Robert De Niro. Million from Netflix to go make this movie. What? It's like three and a half hours long. How many million? 150 million. 150 million. What was three hundred million? Three hundred million. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just what's thinking. the name of the the movie that's coming out with Ed Norton? Ed Norton has a movie coming out. Yeah, uh, where he's like a Fight Club Two gangster or something, Fight like Club an old timey. Maybe he's maybe it's Irish. Maybe he's, he's an Irishman. Irish. What I thought, but I've oh, seen yeah. commercials on TV. Scott just said it's coming out to the theaters. It is coming to theaters. Oh. Maybe okay. Let me rephrase that then, since it's a Netflix movie. Which I one? thought it would. The Breaking Bad. Back to Breaking Bad, not the Irish. Yeah. Okay. I thought it was like a well. theatrical release. Nope. It's so it's Netflix. on Netflix. That's what I was told. I haven't actually verified it. A guy at work said, "Hey, the El Camino. The this is what the movie's called. The new Breaking Bad movie is coming out Friday." Oh, it's called El Camino. It's called El Camino. Oh uh, well, I have to watch it then. I I, don't I think know. I did hear about that one, but they, boy, they really aren't. But Scott's not a Breaking Bad guy. Why don't they? But you are. Dude, that's you why I'm should. surprised. I can't. He can't it. get into it. Have you tried? I yes. did. I How watched did part of the get? first season, probably about six or seven episodes. I just haven't. I think the first season is only six episodes. Yeah. So maybe I watched the first season. And you weren't hooked? No. But I also heard that the first season was kind of slow. It is. So. It gets better. So that's what I heard. I, I don't know. I just don't have... I shouldn't say much time. It's not the type... I don't really watch much TV, period. And so for me, at least especially at this point, for something like Breaking Bad... 
I mean, it's over what five seasons and probably what a hundred episodes. I mean, that's. I don't think it's that many. Is it okay? I don't know. I think it's like eighty. Okay, but it's still eighty hours of time. It's you know. It's, it's they're a only chunk they're of time. TV dude, so they're like forty two minutes. Okay, so cut off another couple hours. So I'm still talking probably sixty hours. It's a lot of his life hours. is what he's saying. If he doesn't so, enjoy it, he shouldn't watch. And it. if I don't like watching movies anyway, or that much TV, I am I'm I got a short attention span. You better short give me something in which it's like two hours and I go on, you know, type thing. Hmm. I, I really don't like this. I mean, I struggle to get through stuff like Stranger Things, you know, and things over the eight episodes. So. Hmm. Wow. I just thought something I wanted to say. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. So we were talking about Walking Dead, which I'm watching season nine right now on Netflix. And I, and, and you made, last time you made a comment how Jesus died or whatever. And so I saw that. Ah. And then you're like, and you keep saying stuff like this. You're like, Oh yeah! Oh, that episode was bad. That was like a blood. Oh, that was like. And I was like, "What? I need to. I'm gonna start crying." He's like, "Oh, you're like, oh yeah, so much. So many people die. Blah blah blah." So then the whole time I'm watching it, I'm waiting for like this huge thing to happen, and I'm like, three episodes passed where Jesus died and nothing has happened, and I'm like, "What the hell were you talking about, Don? Do you want me to take the tape back?" <laughs> no, we were talking about the the head on the pikes. The heads on the pikes. Did we? That's never happened. Jesus died like three episodes ago. There's been no heads on the pikes. It's at the. It's the like the, the last episode. Season? But you made it sound like it was the same episode as when Jesus. Oh died. no, I didn't mean to do that. No, it's not. So now I've been waiting for the heads on the pike, and I don't no, know whose heads are going to be on the pike. I'm like waiting, like waiting, the, waiting. It's like the very. It's like the second to last or the very last episode of the season. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm not paying it. Sorry. Wow, I've been Irish, waiting for it. For the like Irish three. Man is 209 minutes long. It's pretty long. That's like well, stretching my Apparently for span. you, that's with an attention sure. span, it's a problem. I know. That is a it, huge issue. Who's all can in you it? Not, can, can you, you not watch? Uh, I was looking at some stuff. But can you not watch? It was not a... Can you not watch? Can you not watch like 20 minutes and then get up and stretch and like... Go take a nap or walk around the yard or play a video game and then come back and watch another twenty minutes. I probably could, but then by then my my attention spans on something else. So some other shiny thing came my way. So. Well, I know I understand that, but I mean sometimes I don't watch a full a movie all at once either. Like, yeah, I'm but if I, I see, I don't do parts. that. If I if I don't watch a movie all at that time, I'm not gonna go back to it. So. <laughs> I do go back, if but it, was it not takes a good lot enough of to effort. Keep my attention I'm not span, saying that. I'm okay, gone. for me, it's not that it's not good enough, but like, if I only have 20 minutes to kill, then I'll pop something in or I'll watch something for like 20 minutes. And then I'll go away and do whatever I have to do. And then come back like in a couple hours and I'll watch another 20 minutes or whatever. Anyway, that's not his problem. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's not his problem. Okay. All right, should we talk about some comics? Sure. I think we're done with. Time. I don't know. You may be right though about the whole Irishman thing. It sounds like they're having. They may have already had some of their limited release. Oh wow! Netflix's Irishman heading to Broadway after major theaters refused to screen it. Huh. This is just two days ago. Wow. Heading to Broadway, like they're gonna do it live. That's weird. They're planning an unusual showing for the film The Irishman amid concerns major theater chains will refuse to show the refuse to show the film due to it arriving on the streaming platform a mere three weeks after its premiere. Yeah. Told you it was more than a couple days. More than a couple days. So three the company intends to screen it ahead of its streaming debut on November twenty seventh at a Broadway theater. Hmm. It'll be shown at the 
the Lasko Theater. I don't know why see. movie theaters care. I mean, they're getting money. I mean, I if know, people come and watch it, if it's only for three weeks, it's And they make three most weeks. of their money in the first freaking two weekends anyway, don't they? Yeah, and Netflix is probably going to give them a pretty sweet deal as far as sharing. So, I mean, I don't... They don't make their money on the movie anyway. It's all on I know. That's why I don't know why the movie theaters care. Soda and ice cream and yeah, steaks see, and hamburgers. They're, Sour grapes. They're network, Netflix Sour is working grapes. with smaller indie-friendly chains like Alamo Drafthouse to provide the Irishman with slightly more nationwide reach during its limited one-month run. Which will coincide with the Billy Asco event or whatever it's called. So that's what I was saying. I thought it was a month that I had heard. Yeah, you're right. So My phone's not working now. Because they wanted to be eligible for the Oscars, the short theatrical window will allow the Irishman to qualify for the Academy Awards. What is it? But to make it to major theaters, maybe you're being optimistic. It's right there. Oh my God. I don't even know which one to pick. It says right there. That's what I'm trying to do. Better read it live on the podcast. What is he looking at? Hooking to the Wi-Fi. Oh, he's trying to hook it to the Wi-Fi. Yes. So anyway, that's the the Irishman there. Uh, Cool. About a one month. You think he'll be any good, or is Martin Scorsese not have enough people watching him? I think it's going to be good, but um, it's almost like too much hype. I mean, you got like Robert Nero, Al Pacino, Martin Scorsese. My problem is is that if it wouldn't have already been getting some good reviews, I probably. Would have had lower expectations, but you're right. I thought that Gemini Man looked cool until the reviews have been horrible. Duh, that looks awful. It does Robert, look awful. Robert De Niro, Anna Paquin, Al Pacino, Joe Pesci, uh, Jesse Plemons, mm-hmm. Harvey Keitel. Who is the girl? Uh, Anna Paquin Anna uh, from uh, Rogue. You know, there you go. I know Rogue. who Anna Paquin is. I just don't oh. hear the name. I was thinking uh, that love, whatever the hell it was. Uh, love actually. No love bites type thing or something, but that ain't right. What the hell is it? First, first blood. No. First, first blood. No. And true blood. True blood. That's it. Okay. I never watched that. You probably so, watched that crappy show, didn't you? Uh, I watched it there again. My attention so, span. I watched the first season and then I was out. Is the so. equal sign mm-hmm. part of it? Yes. Ray Romano. So. Oh, Ray Romano. Yeah, wow. but I see no Edward Norton in this. Okay, so it must be a different Edward Norton movie. <laughs> Somebody's a different Edward Norton. That's what I'm trying to find is the name of that movie. Gotcha. So is it I, Adam's Family? That might be. No, wow. <laughs> that, I thought all he was doing was directing anymore. Is he Maleficent? Ed Norton has directed a movie. Huh? I know Ed Norton directed a movie. Uh, he's directed two. Apparently, so he's such an ass to work with. Nobody wants to work with him. Keeping the Faith and Motherless Brooklyn in 2019. Well, I guess I did so. But uh, he's produced, I guess, a lot. But hell, I think yeah. All yeah, he's produce. like super wealthy before he even started acting. So there's something called Motherless Brooklyn that's coming out, or that was in 2019. But other than that, well, he was in Alita Battle Angel. No, he had like that's some not little it. bit Mother, more than that. It says incorrect password. I've tried it twice. Mm, you're bad at typing. Apparently, you want me to do it for you? But I take it Alita Battle Angel was not what you were thinking of, huh? No, it's a, maybe it's whatever. Uh, the only other thing on IMDb is something called Motherless Brooklyn. As thrilling means, as podcasting is, maybe. us all looking at our phones, looking up stuff about movies, that's really maybe. thrilling. But should well, we generally we talk a little bit about movies, but you're right. We've kind of uh, jumped the shark there. So um, talk about something. what it is. Do a review. I only got three things. I have very but few. I'm gonna talk about, But I'm going to talk about each one of them for an hour. So oh, yeah. I don't have three hours, so well, I'll just go upstairs. Black Hammer, Age of Doom. What are you thinking of Black Hammer? You still this is like the this? end. This is the it's end. It's the end, end, end? Like, totally end? Like, 
this is the end of the main story that we've been following in this series. There's all the spin-off series that are right. separate, but yes, this is the Black Hammer, Benito, Benito, end of everything. Why would he end it? Well, I think he's going to do other he's stories in that universe, ushers. but this is like... Similar like Better Call Saul. With this group that are shown in this picture, which I know you can see, this is Black Hammer, Age of Doom, number yeah. 12, by Jeff Lemire and Dean Ormston. But yeah, this is pretty much wraps up this story. Mm. I won't spoil it for you, but it was a good ending. I liked it. Yeah, don't spoil it for me. But uh, kind of ended the only way it really could. But uh, they yeah. get out of the matrix. Can't spoil if it. If I ever get my comics, I figured it happened before now. This. So, well, they I'm got out of the behind. matrix before, and they went. These. I might have only I talked read about like, that part, didn't I? I might. Uh, you probably did, and I may have. They've been on the matrix for a while. So, I might have only read like the first issue of the series of the Age of Doom or the yeah, original the Black Hammer. No, the Age of Doom one. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, it was good. I liked it. I mean, I haven't been buying all the like spinoffs and stuff, but yeah. I probably will eventually end up picking them up in trade or something because mm. I really like his universe he's created. I just really liked this story more than I. But you said that the spinoffs were really good. Um, a couple, a of couple them. of them. Like when you reviewed them, it sounded like they were like really. Yeah, the, it felt. It kind of gave me like an Astro City vibe, how they kind of yeah. self-contained, but they had a cool kind of hook. Right. You know. So. The um the. The Frankenstein one, or the whatever, the Doctor... I don't even remember what they're all called, but the... I can tell. The Frankenstein <laughs> monster thingy or whatever mm-hmm. was not good. Or, I mean, I didn't enjoy it as much. The Like the Starman... It was like a Starman yeah, type that character. Was that one was really good. Cool. So, anyway, I'm sure I'll end up checking them out at some point. But Black Hammer, the main starting group, the story is pretty much finished. Gotcha. So we'll see what they go from there. I don't know. Maybe he'll do like after this what happens, or I don't know. They'll, maybe they'll do more. But I, I think these characters are pretty much right. They'll do an El Camino. Are they? Why? Because what happens at the end? Are yeah. you guys spoiler? Right. Spoiler. This story is completed. I don't see a lot of places to go with this story. Really? Not that you couldn't. Wow. I mean, you could always. Die. You could always go other places. Apparently. They're not dead. I'm just saying that. <laughs> Apparently they all died. They're kind of the off the table, I they guess you died. could say. They took the blue pill their stories are done or the red pill so which one are you supposed to take all right you do one so uh, whichever one i only have a few you to have steak and taste steak i have two big ones <laughs> here you can look through these and i'll do this oh finally Ooh, i heard finally. the last issue just came out today yeah that's everybody's like too. i'm only up their to like four all right, this so it's is in there, but you haven't read it. Powers of, no, 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 no. Powers of X and House of X. So you read them in the right order. I wow. did. Who did that cover? Right order. That's good. Is that R.B. Uh, Silva? R.B. Silva did hmm. that cover. That's pretty good. Kind of reminds me of Eminem. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. <coughs> um, yeah, I think I'm up to issue four on both. So oh, I've cool. got. So you got a good chunk of it under your belt. Left. Four issues left. I'm really digging Powers of X. Yeah. But not so much House of. It's weird. That is weird because they're like the same. Why would but you they're not that? like Powers of X is kind of set in now, and House of X is like. So he's been doing this thing, where there's like three or four stages. There's like now, 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 like ten years from now, yeah, or like, and then there's like a hundred years from now, and then there's like a thousand years from oh, now. Oh wow! And so it's almost like you're following almost kind of like four storylines. Wow! But. One thing that I really did enjoy is what he did with Moira. Yeah, I read about that. That's kind of cool. That's really cool. But he also got accused of plagiarism because of that. Really? Yeah. From who? 
somebody wrote a book with a similar concept and they were complaining that he stole, that he stole huh. the idea. So he's like, well, it was he's some like, little book that probably like, sold 100 copies. No, it was a fairly popular book. And he had even tweeted uh, right. that he had been reading it like a year or so before. He's like, well, I, the device is similar, but it's not like it's a wholly original device. So, and so well, do you already know then? It's not spoiling? Uh, yeah. yeah. I actually read the end. I actually know. read a spoiler about what happens at I number six. You didn't care. <laughs> I read the, but, but I he wanted was. to make yes. sure that he I read the sure. end of what happens at number okay. six. And I read it, and it made no sense, and so um, it didn't really spoil anything because I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Okay, so the I think it was like one issue. It's basically they call her Moira Moira X, yeah, or Moira, Moira Ten, um, because she her mutant ability is that, or I guess it's her mutant ability. Anyway, she regenerates, so she lives a life, yes, and then dies and goes back and lives it again and then comes back but she has all of the knowledge of the life that she lived before so there's like an issue where they go through her first Groundhog life day. exactly and it's then, Groundhog day. i mean it's not like it's a new concept back right and starts two and so she's like okay well i know x i know this is gonna happen so now i'm gonna buddy buddy with professor x and i'm gonna form it we're gonna form a team and we're gonna combat it and then that goes bad. So then she dies, and then she goes to three, and she's like, "Okay, well, I'm gonna team up with." And Magneto. I'm paraphrasing. I'm gonna team up with Magneto this yeah, time, and yeah. we're gonna do this. Yep, yep, yep. And then that doesn't work, and so she dies, and then she comes back a fourth time. Russian doll, and whatever the hell else. But yeah, um, so I mean, it, it, it's not yeah, a the, the idea's been used a lot. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what his point was. He's like, "Well." Yeah, I read this book and it was cool. And yeah, it's similar to this what I'm doing with Moria, but that's not what the story's about. That's just a device in the story. Yeah, right. But there's what is what got me was there's like ten lives, and he only he goes through like I don't remember which one it is, but say like one through six. Yeah, and then he skips seven, <laughs> and then he goes to eight, nine, and ten, oh. or eight and nine, and so like even up to four, I don't know what happened with like seven. And then he does like a weird like. Uh, Wait, does it really matter? Because aren't we currently in her tenth life? Like, isn't that? Well, I don't know, but I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Like, why would you go through the whole? Why would you skip one? Why would you go through the whole point of doing all of them and then just randomly skip one? Like, oh, I'm sure there's a come reason. Back. That's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. There's a reason why. I just haven't figured out what it is yet. Gotcha. Um, but he also does like you know Jonathan Hickman's like a big design guy, and so like at the end of like some of the issues, like it'll have the Mora timeline. Where it, and it'll break out like Mora One, and then it'll go through like three pages, and it'll have like highlights of her life, like age twenty three. She did this in the first life, and then, and then some of them go longer, and some of them go short. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it's just kind of like a cool design. But anyway, I really liked that. That was cool. But I mean, as far as like the whole story, and that kind of plays in because they've been in the future. And it's almost kind of like Days of Future Past in in that part because like they come back, like she comes back or somebody comes back and says, "Oh, we got to go destroy this now." And so they go like on this mission, and it all goes tits up, and like all of them, like almost all of the X Men die. It's almost like what um, ninety four or whatever, mm -hmm. like when they all die on Krakatoa. Krakoa. <laughs> Krakatoa, Krakoa, or whatever. But I mean, it kind of had similarities to that. But like, what? But I don't know. I mean, I'm enjoying it. But like I said, for some reason, like it seems like the 
the house of x is dealing more with like the whatever 10,000 years or a thousand years in the future and i'm not quite as interested in that one as i am the other one well, but they do that. all kind of tie together but yeah. i mean it'll be interesting to read when i finally read it yeah and i mean like i said i read up to like part well four of each one or four of one of them i don't remember and so i mean i'm i'm anxious to read the rest of the story does it matter that i haven't read any of the x-men for the last three years I don't think so. Okay. I honestly don't think so. Uh, from what I can tell, it's kind of um, like a reboot. Kind of, so but I honestly every couple don't. Years anyways, but I honestly, you know, I don't. It almost feels like I've been reading comic books forever. I've been reading X Men comics forever, and it's like it just feels like it's the same old gimmick. You know what I mean? Oh, like here we go again. Age of Apocalypse. We're gonna kill all the X Men, and we're gonna stop publishing yeah. X Men for eight months or whatever and then we're gonna pull in all these other titles you know it almost just feels like a like a gimmick or a, a yeah. startup like i don't know i don't know what to believe anymore you know what i'm not necessarily believe but it's like do i even care like just take it as a story yeah. like is it even gonna matter after this i know they have i know that they have hickman and i think like from reading they some have of hickman on record saying that the way you do comics like this is you do something cool and different and shake it all up, but by the time you're done, you have to kind of put the toys back on the shelf. Right. So he said that. He's like, well, and everybody's like, well, does that mean none of this is going to matter? And we're like, of course it's not going to well, matter. The next guy's like... going to do his own thing, and he's going to ignore what the guy before him did. Right. He might take little pieces of it, but... Well, I mean, it's kind of like the conversation we had before. Like, you know, you I can't remember what it was, but you're like, well, then it doesn't matter. Like, it never happened. Correct. And I'm like, but it did. Because, but so that was like Paper this, Girls. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, but it's the same thing. What I mean, about those what things I'm saying like, what is, was it, House of M or one of those ones where Scarlet Witch, like, blew out? No more mutants. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did that have any, that had no repercussions It lasted for a while. Well, and I mean. And then they, all they, of them came back? Yeah. Really? But they okay. still, I mean, they, it's still a part of X-Men Marvel history or whatever. Well, like, it's true. in it. Because, like, in this book, they focus a lot on how, like, mutants are, you know, um, hated and they've been killed. And it's the thing where, you know, we're going to take Racism. we're gonna take our own destiny now and we're going to fight you guys and nobody stands up for us. So we're going to make our own country and we're yeah. going to do everything we want to do. But, like, in the timelines, like, you know, they, they have, you know, Genosha. 17.2 million mutants killed and then they have um house of m you know whatever a thousand fifteen hundred mutants killed and then they have 198 so i mean that's what i mean like this the story even if it like changes and doesn't happen i mean it'll still be it's still there it's still happened. it's still happened it's still gonna be a part of like you know mutant history or marvel history or whatever like comic book like in that world it's still gonna happen even if it didn't happen like if was a three minute Professor X's mind. It I seems still to me that owned the issues and the, I read them, so yeah, it happened. It happened, and the <laughs> yeah. writer can reference it whenever he wants. That's like true. he can either he can make it as important or as unimportant right. as he wants for the story he's trying to tell. Yeah, it's kind of like Spider Man. It's like nobody knew, nobody remembered the Clone Saga. It didn't really affect the Spider Man stories you were reading up until the point where it did. Yeah. Right, yeah. and then it was a big deal. And oh yeah, remember what that happened way back when in the Clone? Oh look, this is what remember back you in know. The day. And so I mean, the history happened, but I mean, the current issue usually doesn't care what happened a hundred issues ago, right? Unless it's something big like Gwen Stacy died. Even then, I mean, for the most part, Peter ignored it. Every once in a while, he might bring it up, but I mean, right. 
But it it's did kind of have some last though, didn't it? Yeah, it did. But that's what I'm saying. But I mean, for the most part, I mean, it's just another Spider-Man story. And yeah, yeah, and this is just another X-Men story. Correct. It's a cool X-Men story. All the story other X-Men stories happened, and there will be more X-Men stories after this. And right. Some mm. things will stay, some things will change. But I mean, like, I've read some of the solicits because I've decided, like, I'm not going to buy most of them. Sure. And, but I mean, I've read them, and they kind of feel like it's carrying on. Yeah, he's gonna. He's like a five year plan. I think Hickman's kind of steering the X Men books for the next few years. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Like I said, I mean, I'll, I'm buying very few. I'm buying the X Men book, and I think I pre ordered the New Mutants book just because it's New Mutants. Yeah, you know, what I mean, chasing that, chasing the dragon. You know, one because like New Mutants was like one of the first books I bought when I was a kid, and. I was a teenager, and they were teenagers, and it just has that, you know, and it, well, I mean, obviously, you know, Sienkiewicz, his run on it was, like, yeah. the greatest run, blah, 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 whatever, but... Out of their 100 issue one, there were at least 30 really good issues. Yeah. But, anyway, I'm I'm not, I'm not full board on with this, you know what I mean? Man, just you're like, just a skeptic. Surprise. I mean, as after, I mean, I'm in on this, but I'm not gonna buy, like... Well, you shouldn't. You should just pick ten, a few. Ten more titles. Maybe you'll enjoy it more if you just have a couple of I think so, too. But rather than all of them. With this, though, I mean, like, I've missed it. I didn't buy a lot of stuff. Like, I've been buying stuff, but, like, I didn't buy everything. And yeah. even when I pick up, like, an X-Men book, and they make a reference, and they're like, oh, Rain, Rain died, and like, Cannonball died. Happen? And I'm like, well, when did... Sunspot died, so like I have to Wikipedia it, you know yeah. what I mean, and like look it up and find out well, what happened. But I liked it when there were just like two X Men. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I was reading like I follow New Mutants and X Men. This is uncanny. This that was the days. Gonna, like that. This is no, gonna um, go off the rails a little bit, but like Eric Larson has been tweeting and stuff, and he was talking about like um, how. The, the title, I mean, well, one, he was talking about, like, um, uh, you know, all the special covers, incentive covers. Like, mm -hmm. that's the only thing keeping the comic book alive right now because yeah. people are buying these and chasing them down and, and this and that. Plus, it's, like, upping their print run, yeah you know. But also, he was also talking about, you know, they should just, they should just do, like, graphic novels. Yeah. And, like, if you want to read Spider-Man... Then you get like a 200-page graphic novel that kind of carries the story. And then you can print like a, a, a monthly issue, but it's a one-and-done story. Like it's a it's a one-off so that anybody can come in, pick it up, just read it, enjoy it. It's like, ooh, I got a story. It's Spider-Man. He fought whatever, you know what I mean, for this month. And then every six months you come out with like a 200-page original graphic novel that carries on the... The saga of Spider-Man. If you want to follow it that way, um, I've had it was those kind ideas. of an interesting take. I don't think it would work. Well, he doesn't think that it would work either, but he thinks that's the way it needs to go, because he made a point. He's like, yeah, he's like, okay, so people yeah. don't want to pay thirty-five dollars for, or what was it, thirty bucks for a, a two hundred-page graphic novel. But you'll pay four to five dollars for for a monthly twenty page book and not worry about it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, oh, I'll throw four bucks at this and I'll get twenty pages of story, but I'm not gonna pay thirty dollars all at one time to get two hundred pages of story. Well, my main thing is like, 
I can't keep track. Like, maybe it's because I'm old or maybe I my brain is full. But, I mean, if I'm reading a monthly story over six months. Oh, yeah. And, I, I mean, if it's, especially if it's, like, Spider-Man, I'm like, well, what happened to the last year's Spider-Man? Yeah. I mean, I've read, like, 500 issues of Spider-Man in my life. I can't keep them all straight, and they're all kind of similar. I'm like, yeah. I don't remember what happened last month. I'm completely the I, same way. But when I was a kid, it wasn't a problem. No. But there were fewer books. There were fewer books. And I mean, and the, I had a much more focused attention span. Yes. Well, the way I look at it now, it's like, and I feel bad because like we do a podcast about comic books, and we don't really review them. We just kind of talk about them. And a lot of times we're like, oh, I read this, and I don't even remember what happened in it, but I thought it was good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like... I've kind of taken to the point where, like, I'm never going to remember everything that I read. And it's, like, even two weeks, like, I'll read it, and I can talk about it in general. Like, and I enjoy it when I'm reading it. You know what I mean? Like, that's the main point. Like, when I'm sitting down reading it, I'm enjoying it. But I'm not necessarily remembering every single little thing that happens. Yeah, that's right. TV shows are, too. So so much, though. Right. So, I mean, you can't. Your brain can only handle so much. Yeah, exactly. Like he said. And yeah. I, it was funny. I was talking to Kim just yesterday. And, you know, we were like, I was like, what are you reading? You know, have you read anything good? What's cool? What's not? Blah, blah, blah. And he was talking about that Punisher Kill Crew, which is a spinoff of the yeah. Asgardian thing. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm really digging it. And I said, yeah. I said, I haven't really got, I want to read it, but I haven't started it yet. And he's like. Just wait till they all come out and just read them all at the same time yeah. because you can't remember from month to month. <laughs> I mean, and that's kind of like I love single issues, but I basically read my single issues in trade form. Yeah. Like I'll save up ten issues or I'll save up a whole story and then I'll just sit down and read it all at once. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And um, but of course that's why I got away from that like long ago too. I mean, I I still buy some things here and there. Right. It tends to be pretty rare, but even when I do buy it, it's. It's graphic novel wise. Yeah. I don't know why you love single issues. I don't know. I just because I bought them forever. I love them. I just like having them. I mean, there's a certain I've gotten to look factor though with them as well, and yeah. maybe just the overall handling of them. That's kind of. But I mean, I've I've really gotten to a point like with this. I mean, you know, I'm on stuff that I missed the boat on. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not gonna go back and pay. Twenty-five dollars. The thing is, is that there's something about every issue. a really freaking kick-ass cover, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's just enticing from the single <clears throat> issue perspective. I mean, granted, they put the cover, you know, inside the graphic novels a lot of times at the back and say, "Here's all the covers from the single issues," and maybe every once in a while, even on the front of that graphic novel, they try to get a kick-ass cover, but a lot of times they don't on the graphic novels for whatever reason. It tends to be something in which they put up there and they'll splash it more with, you know. Uh, the name and the the artist and oh by the way it's a forward from somebody else you know and the art is like this little bitty part of the graphic novel cover sometimes you know and whereas with a single issue they're really trying to I think it's that that cover capture that sometimes is why it's all about the covers now every issue has well you're exactly right to your point earlier it is people are buying it for that piece of art a lot of times and uh, yeah Hell, they're probably doing the same thing that you're doing, and they're they're saving them all up and reading them in chunks. Yeah. You got that piece of art, they put it in a box, never look at it again. Right. Yeah, hell, they may not even read it. You're exactly right. They yeah. may just save it and wait for a Comic-Con where they can get somebody to sign it, and then they put it back in the box. 
what you need to do is just buy all blank covers and then take them to the shows and then have people draw their own cover and then you'll have an then original one of a time kind original solution. Hey, I have like a cost you a hundred. I have bucks. a dozen. Yeah, I know. I have a dozen blank covers of different Star Wars stuff. Yeah. That pure purpose. Yeah. Things. It's your turn, Scott. Oh crap! Really? You really? Weather man, I'm yeah, behind on that, but go ahead and that. talk about it. You sure, I can talk about that. Okay. Oh yeah, I'm sure. I I won't. Well, I'll talk about what was just one of those things. I don't know, guilty pleasure maybe. Oh, damned. Yeah, damned. damned. I mean, it was what '90s image, you know, type stuff. Yeah. Uh, trying to be like a little, what would you say, noir type of thing or something. Type yeah, crime type stuff. You know, it's got the the dark. You know, uh, I don't know. You're you're a good guy. Your with, wife's watching. Really? That's scary. Uh, <laughs> it has the guy that's kind of the, what, the bad guy with the heart of gold type of thing. You know, he got he did something. He's, his body is a freaking, you know, lethal weapon type of stuff. He was in prison. He gets out of prison. You know, now he's trying to make things right with somebody that was helping him in prison. And, uh, you know, it's all the trials and tribulations that go with that. But, you know, he can knock people out with a stare almost you know or whatever else and, and he seems to know how to use weapons ex-military you know this type of stuff and uh nothing no situation tends to you know bother him too much and and whatever else and it's it, it's a lot of the similar you know type of i don't know cliches i guess and stuff throughout so nothing hugely unique with it it's a quick read uh the art's good you know, uh, Mike Zach, the, the damned. It, it, it's fairly quick. You, I, I, it, like I said before, you know, so I mean, it's what, five issues maybe or something like that? Four or five issues? Um, yeah, you know, it's a little self contained story. It has like a little mild twist at the end, nothing too big. But uh, it kept me entertained, you know, but it's, it's That's also. That's apparently a, a hard thing to that do. That is, too. exactly right. <laughs> but I mean, it's. Uh, oh, it was well, pretty. What's it, what I found interesting was. Uh, like, I think when this came out, it was, like, really cool because there weren't a lot of crime comics, you know? Yeah, now that I'm, like, spoiled with, like, Ed Brubaker crime yes. comics, I'm like, this is kind of fairly shallow and simple compared well, to what... I would definitely say it's just middle of the road yeah. type of thing. But, I mean, at the time, it was really cool. It was kind of right after Sin City had kind of hit, you know, and, like, yeah. crime comics were kind of cool again, and this was a little more... Who, not quite as artsy as... Who wrote it? Stephen Grant wrote okay, it, Stephen and then Grant. Mike Sick. Didn't... Didn't Stephen Grant write a lot Punisher. of the Punisher stuff? Yeah, he wrote the yeah, Punisher he wrote the full circle or blood, full blood. I thought so. I think it's the same team that did. I, the I think it is. It makes that's what I thought. That's probably why. That's I why I was up asking. Some in the time then, back in the day. But, but yeah, but yeah. no, I agree with Scott one hundred percent. What you said, I, it's it's just a fun kind of solid. Yeah, it is. Really it's it's solid, read. but nothing you know great or you know unique about it. Right. But it, it's not awful either. You know, I mean, it it, it was a decent read. I've read it, but and I own it, but it's been. But you don't remember twenty it, years, sure, yeah. and I don't remember it. Well, so. twenty years, yeah, I'm sure you. Well, whatever. Remember. I mean, whenever it came yeah, out, yeah, no, I'm that's sure it's when been I bought it. Well, shit, like I it's said, early nineties. Like sure. I had like the first issue or two, and I didn't. I just remember, ooh, I remember that picture, but I couldn't tell you anything about it, you know, until I started reading it. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Yep. Twenty. Twenty-two, 22 years. Ooh, I'm surprised it's that late. Yeah. What, what was Zach doing in the early nineties? Nothing. Punisher. <laughs> no, he did the punch. Now he the moved 80s. on. I was the '80s. I don't really think he yeah. did any. Could be because uh, he did. He did, he did a couple of graphic and, like, novels. Secret Wars, and, and uh, I don't know. 
All right. See, there's mine. Short, sweet, to the point. Boom, cool. And was his run on Captain America before Punisher? Yeah, that was before, before Punisher. Holy crap. Um, let's talk about Ragnarok. Ragnarok. So Ragnarok. This is Ragnarok, the Breaking of Helheim number two. This is like the second limited series. There was a limited series before that. Same story. They're just doing it in like like chunks. Chunks, I guess. But the last one was like t- ten or twelve issues, so it's not like five issue chunks. It's bigger chunks. Um, so this, man, when I started reading this, so it's Walt Simonson writes and draws it. And I love Simonson from Thor. Like, you know, he's, that was like, you know, a banner moment when we were kids, the Simonson run of Thor. And this is him doing more Thor. So when I first started reading it, I was like, man, I'm so jazzed. This is going to be so cool. And it wasn't quite meeting your expectations. You know, you have your own expectations of what's going to be. And then it's not quite that. And then you're like a little disappointed, but you still want to like it and blah, blah, blah. Well, I feel like I've got enough figured out what's going on and the story's starting to hit like a, a good kind of groove, you know, that I'm really starting to enjoy it. Like it's finally everything's starting to come together. Mm-hmm. So the gist of the story is, so Ragnarok is into the world, right? So Ragnarok has happened. So all the gods died and all the people left over have kind of like taken over the world. But Thor somehow comes back. Like, he wasn't killed, or he was imprisoned, or didn't get to participate in Ragnarok or something. And so he's wandering the Earth trying to, like, put stuff back together, basically. Hmm. But he looks like a zombie Thor. And mm-hmm. he doesn't have, like, a lower jaw, so he's got this really cool design. But he's found his hammer, which you can see in the bottom of the thing there. And he's just kind of picking up the pieces or whatever. Gotcha. So, it's kind of neat. It's kind of like a after-the-fall kind of thing. So, yeah. But uh, So, I was watching... Uh, that's interesting. So I'm, I, I just struck me. I have a question. You're buying it. I would like your opinion. Yeah, I'm buying it, but I'm. You haven't read it forever. I haven't even done the finished out the first series. Um, so I was watching um, the Cape Babe, the cartoonist Cape Babe. Yeah. Where they did the Sin City special. I don't think I saw that one. Right okay, now. but uh, well, it's the Frank Miller Sin City. They talked about. I only watched like the first five ten minutes of it. Yeah. Because I haven't had a chance to finish it, but. They were talking about, like, when Frank Miller did that, you know, he did it in, like, five... He did it in, like, five, six-issue story arcs. And then he would do another five or six-issue miniseries. Yeah. But it all built... And they were saying it's almost like Mignola. And Mignola kind of did the same thing with Hellboy. Like, he would do... These little stories. These little stories, five or six stories. Kind of building up to something there. So, do you think that maybe that's kind of what, like... so, like, when I, when you say, you know, he did the first series and it was, like, 10 to 12 issues. Yeah. And then he stopped it, and then he started another one. Like, what's the point of that? Like, does he think, uh, maybe so it's going to take think... him a while to get caught up. So he takes a break, right? Yeah. And then he but then he... why wouldn't he just continue on with 11, 12, 13? Like, why would he start it over with a new story? Um, well... On this one, I feel like it's just a continuation of the other one. Like, there's no... It didn't, right. it didn't look like a break, really, to me. So the reason he starts it over, I think, is because a new number one sells more issues. And I think it's, I think it's an IDW. <laughs> I think it's an IDW. I think it's the publisher-driven. Like, Dark Horse has been doing that to a lot of stuff. They're saying, well... Like, I think they told, you know, some of their people who had the long series, break it up into, like, miniseries, because it'll sell better, because then people can jump in. Because, you know, because there's Cause set jumping see, on points. Right. You know? They'll see a number one. And they'll one. be like... Oh, you know, I've been wanting to check out, you know, such and such a book. Oh, look, it's a new arc. It's a number one. I guess I'll jump That's in. That's right, right. You know, I think it's purely just Market the way. Ploy. Yeah, because 
comic book store owners, they see a number one, they order more than if they see a number 11. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I, mean, I thought that's what I think it was that's too, all but... it is. But I don't know why he broke up in so big chunks. Right. But maybe there... But he did take a break. So there was a long was, break. There that's was a long I'm break, wondering. so I'm thinking that's what it is. <clears throat> so if he says, I have to take a break, IDW says, okay, when you come back, we're going to relaunch with the new number one. Right. I guess. I don't know. It's all marketing. Because, yeah, it seemed like the story picked up right. But I'd have to go back and read and make that for sure. Well, it's like what Scott's going to talk about, Weatherman. Yeah. They did the same thing. Didn't they do, like, six or seven issues of, like, Volume 1? And then they took a break. But the Volume 1 kind of had a nice, kind of a nice... I thought it kind of had an ending a little bit. I don't know. That's probably my biggest disappointment about the whole thing. But then you get stuff like Saga... Saga went to fifty issues, like, and they take yeah, breaks. But, they didn't yeah, come but, back. Well, Saga sells really well too. They yeah, don't need the true. boost. They don't need that boost, but mm. and they have the recognition and things of that nature. I don't know. But yeah, no, I agree. Well, Brian K. Vaughn and Robert Kirkman don't need to relaunch with the new number. That's where I was going. Other with people that. do. Yeah. Apparently, Todd McFarlane doesn't need to either. No, he doesn't. That's he just has a three hundred and sells more than number one sold. Well, not quite, but. 300 I, sold more than number one. I no, but it sold a did. ton. 300 Well, like, they had, them. what, 12, 15 covers for yeah, it? Yeah, I know, but it was So like, that might be part of it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so everybody buying every <coughs> cover. I think it sold, like, the most for that month or something. Really? Like, hmm. his number one book or something. So, I mean, it probably, probably sold, sold, like, 300,000. Well, he came, I don't know if it matters, but he did come back and Dan actually did and interior pencils. Does anybody care about that, though? I thought I was it, actually surprised. It seems like he did most of those covers too, didn't he? I thought he's been he doing, started doing some. He covers. started doing some covers, but I, I when I picked it up, like I buy it anyway. It's like an, I mean, it's an automatic buy spawn sure. every month. Yeah. But is this a McFarland cover? Uh, no, that's, no, that's Capullo. Capullo. You bought the Capullo cover? Yeah. I, wow. The, well, the thing but as well, Capullo drew it for longer. Than here's McFarlane the thing, did. though. When when they when they solicited three hundred. Uh huh. They didn't have pictures of the covers. They just gotcha. listed the names. Yeah. And I was like, "Do what? What the hell is a McFarlane one gonna look like?" I think I'm better off going with Capula because I think Capula will be. Oh. I don't know what quick McFarlane. Cap- quick Capula thing. Yeah. So he's on Instagram, you know, and he was at New York Comic Con, and he posted a picture of him holding like he's like the only sketch cover I've ever drawn, and he's holding it and he's handing it to like Frank Miller, and it's like Dark Knight Return with. Dark Knight hammering that guy in the mud or whatever, you know, on the cover that uh-huh. Capula drew. So that was pretty cool. So he drew oh, it for wow. Frank Miller? Yeah, and he's handed it to Frank Miller. He's like the only sketch cover I've ever done. Or something. Capula's never done sketch That's covers. what he said. He said, this is the only original sketch cover I've ever done. Oh, wow. And he's handing it to Frank Miller of, like, Dark Knight Returns. Been so Frank back. Miller was at New York? Yes, apparently. And like Capula, and Capula gave him a... Huh. I didn't hear about Frank Miller being there. I think he was on the list. Huh. Would that well, make I mean, you gone just... or something? No, but I mean, <laughs> normally you hear about like the big guests, but I guess I Burn was there too. New York. Oh, Burn was? But he wasn't listed as a guest. I think he just showed up at like the IDW booth for a little bit. Because uh, him and uh, Walt Simonson, they had a picture of him hanging out at like a table. Uh, um, but I'm sure he wasn't signing. But he won. Well, New York's sure. getting pretty big though, too. Well, so. yeah. And New York I, and is the show. It's bigger than San Diego. Is it, do you think? Is well, it? attendance wise, it is. Oh, is it really? Is it? I didn't realize that. Yeah, because they have more space, so they can sell more tickets, whereas San Diego is limited. Huh. New York has more space? It's a bigger convention center? Yeah, because they have multiple buildings they can spread out into. They use Madison Square Garden. Uh, okay. 
Anyway, that's why I picked the Kapula cover, because I didn't know, and it cool. was just a blind stab. So is but, it any good, Don? But I was interested in, I mean, once I opened up 300 and kind of read, and, you know, I read the back of the ones leading up, and I'm like, ooh, McFarland's going to do interior pencils. And I'm like, ah, that's cool. Like, if I didn't buy it normally, it probably would not have enticed me to buy it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, <clears throat> um... Wow. So 300 was so okay leading up to it um I'm digging spawn and I'm I'm kind of digging this one. I really like that uh Seismon Krudansky. Oh yeah. Um and I really like him on spawn, but I think he took over doing like the Punisher. So I don't know when he left, but then uh Jason Alexander something Jason Sean Alexander. Yeah. Jason Sean. And I'm not as big of a fan of his artwork. But, I mean, they're good. It, so basically, Wanda died. Again? No, not again. She <laughs> died, died. Oh, okay. Um, but I think that was even back when Eric Larson was doing it. Because I think Wanda was down in hell or something. I don't know. But anyway, so the big push to like 300 was that Spawn is trying to find out who killed Wanda. And, Who killed Wanda? And um, they did a they did a thing that I thought was really lame, but it turned out better than I expected it to be. So like I'm sitting there reading, and I get to like 296. And it says, "Next issue, we're gonna do a recap of the past 300 issues of Spawn to get you up to speed, <laughs> so that." When you get to 300, you'll be right there. You'll be right there. And I'm like, are you effing kidding me? So I'm like picturing in my mind when I open up the next issue, it's going to be like, spawn number one. Spawn, Al Simmons becomes spawn. Spawn number two. <laughs> you know, like yeah. hit the highlights. of like, And I'm like, that's going to be lame as hell. Yeah. Like, I'm not, I don't want to sit down and read this. Like, I don't want to read like a, a recap. Um, but the way they did it was cool. It was better than what I thought it was going to be. It was okay. kind of more, it was kind of new, um, as new as a recap can be. But the way they did it, I didn't... It wasn't just a pure rehash. Right. And re it didn't. Things. It was... it, it, I liked it better than I thought it was going to. It okay. didn't feel like a waste of two issues. Oh, that's good. Um, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. It up? I think they messed it up. Because, he's not good with numbers. Because Scam Campbell looks like he did like chapter five. Right. And Mopena just did like two pages, two pages at the just, end. And it I says know. he did chapter five. Yeah. And no, Jason they, Alexander, I think they got right, but Campbell missed, was five, not yeah, three. Yeah, no, they mismatched it. Who did three? Three. It says Scamble did three. Uh, I think three is McFarlane. That's McFarlane. I'm pretty sure that's Who McFarlane. Did this part? That's all, that's all Kapula. So Kapula did this big chunk here? Yeah, he did the huge chunk, and then this is what I think. I think that's all Kapula. That's Kapula? I think so. It doesn't really even look like Kapula. It doesn't, but... I, I mean, it looks like Kapula early, right? but then towards the end, it doesn't really look like Kapula. I know. All right, so that's my guess. So I think that's did, McFarlane. That looks, I agree. So he did like five, six pages. Right. And then Jake, And okay. then that's... Yeah, they screwed it up. Wow. Because I was confusing. sitting there reading it. Yeah, it was very confusing. But that... You figured out as the same... You came to the same conclusion as I did. Um, Man, how much do you have to pay J. Scott Campbell to do pages? I don't know. That dude hasn't done interior pages for like 
ever. I don't know, yeah. but he's starting to do. Oh, uh, is he going to assume because of she spawn? Like he created she spawn, and then they're going to have a big legal battle. <laughs> right, in probably like so. Twenty years. But I've been seeing that he's been doing some sketch <coughs> covers even but here lately. So it's kind of, yeah, is he like desperate for money again or something? I don't he know. is not desperate for money. Yeah, I can't imagine he's desperate. For he money. had a big. Uh, I guess at New York at some museum he had a big. Uh, his original art display at like uh, a like a showing, okay. and like one of his pieces was, was like priced at like fifty five grand. Yeah, I got it sold. Well, I don't know if it's sold. Oh, okay, it was <laughs> um, So I don't know. I've just been seeing different stuff because I'm part of a Facebook group about sketch covers and stuff, and it seems like some people are getting some J. Scott Campbell stuff here recently. Worked for the longest time and didn't sound like he was doing anything. So talk about something different. Now you can go again. Right. There you go. Okay. Go for it. So the, they were really building up to 300. The part of the story was Spawn really wants to find out who killed Wanda. Who yeah. killed Wanda? And who killed they, Mr. Burns? They talk a lot about, well, I mean, they've always talked about it, but they really hit it hard about how, like, he's a special Spawn and, and this, and, and so he's, like, taken out Mel Bolgia. He's taken out Satan. He's taken, like, out all this stuff. And so he's really, he's really trying to pit heaven against hell and he's trying to take on heaven and hell and destroy both of them the preacher and and um everybody's like well you're not powerful enough to take on both of them at the same time and so you think it's all gonna build up to like this big giant battle in 300 and i kind of felt like 300 was not the culmination i feel like 301 is going to be the culmination or it's going to carry on because, like, on a lot of the earlier, you know, the issue 50 and issue 100 and issue 150, there was a big deal that happened in him. Like, he killed Mel Bolger, like, in issue 100 or whatever, and okay. he did this and another one. But there wasn't really anything specific that happened in 300. And I'm wondering if, yeah, 300 was the record that's tying, but is he, so is, then is he saving big stuff for 301 because he wants people to come back and make sure that they buy 301 you know what I mean to like carry it on yeah. so I don't know it just so you didn't find that 300 was all that it was a little anticlimactic in some ways I kind of that's the way I felt but oh, okay. I mean it was still a good read but it wasn't like there wasn't something the spe historic, special or whatever right. else that happened yeah I didn't feel like there was anything you want to shoot a buy <laughs> 301 <laughs> I did buy 301 I know that's why but you haven't read it yet story. no I haven't read it yet I haven't gotten it yet, but anyway, I—I I mean, I. There have been, there have been times in Spawn where I have not enjoyed it, and I just Imagine buy that. it and read it. But I really enjoyed two ninety two, up to three hundred. Like they're good. they're good solid. I books. jumped off that bandwagon a long ago. So. Yeah, I know, but I've got the historic three hundred. You issues. do. I have all of them. I have three hundred issues of Spawn. Here's what I understand. It's like spawn sales are probably down to like thirty thousand, maybe even yeah. more at some point. And then he gets to three hundred and he sells like three hundred thousand copies or whatever it is. It's like who are these people are buying three hundred and didn't buy like two ninety nine, didn't buy two ninety eight. It's like they're just like, Oh, spawns at three hundred, I'll buy that. Yeah. I'm like I, who are these I guess I used to be that way when I was like twelve, but I'm yeah. an adult. And I know twelve year olds aren't buying spawn. Well so why are these adults acting like twelve year olds? No, I mean, I, I sort of get it. Like, if... I'm trying to think of a book that I don't buy. <laughs> well, okay, here's the thing. So, like, when Superman... It didn't hit... It hit, like, a Unless thousand. Unless you made a thousand, yeah. Actually, like, I bought thousand. it. 
Just because it was Bendis, and it was leading up to Bendis' new run, so I'm like, I haven't bought Superman in a while. Bendis is going to do it. I okay. kind of like Bendis. I'll check it out. Well, I got it if there's like a writer who's starting and, a new run. Well, sometimes, but though, I mean, it's also, the overall publicity, though, too, because 300 yeah, to that point. People get caught up in the hype. What's that? People get caught up in they the do. hype. They do. Exactly, they're exactly right. They but get why? caught up in that hype of, of things because it makes... Uh, it's fun. It's, it's exciting. fun. Yeah. Visibility, whatever you want to say, it's that type of thing. But also, too, I mean, I'm saying, like, I don't know, like... People you know. can spend their money how they want. Yeah. They can. It, it's not a good... But, like, if... Seven ninety nine. If there's a book that... A oh, and it's not world. even... I figured it'd be, like, square-bound, like, uh, hardcover or whatever, you know? It's not. Yeah. It's just a regular it's cover funny. for, like, an oversized book, I but figured. It's not even that thick. I mean, it's thicker than a normal issue, but it's probably, yeah. what, double-sized? So did I talk to you about, I was watching a... The bad thing is I actually like some of those covers, other covers, better than I did on the 300. I mean, it was, it's, 300's not a bad cover, but some of yeah. those other ones are, are pretty... Well, looking bad. back on it, I should have bought the McFarlane 300 because he spoofed the Spider-Man 298, 299, and then he spoofed the Spider-Man 300. Yeah. And I got the 298 and the 299, the spoof covers, and then I didn't buy the 300 spoof covers, yeah. so... I broke it. I didn't. I didn't complete the set. But it's a nice Capula cover. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a solid one. It just the Opena. What, what the heck, though? I mean, I went. You know, hell, I I like that myself. Some I went of these into, are pretty freaking sweet as well. I thought. Yeah. I thought that one's freaking kick ass, but maybe that's just me personally. I like it when they do those version. Is it just version covers? No, um, I like that. So I went into... Um, See, even that one's pretty cool, too. I thought that one was pretty cool. Yeah. I like that one. I went into Hero Haven last Hero week. Hero Haven. And they had a Sorry. few... They had a few... Um, they had a few uh, uh, Spawn 300 issues of the other covers left. Yeah. And they had the painted one. The painted one was really cool. Like, if sure I would have seen it ahead of time... I probably would have picked the painted one. Why is he drawing Seven to Eternity? That's what he should be yeah, doing. Yeah, I don't know. Probably because whoever he's is York behind team. and he's not writing it. Rick Remender's not behind. Oh, Rick Remender's not behind? I knew that. Okay. Anyway. Never. I Never. I enjoyed Spawn. Did you? Up to 300. I enjoyed it. I think it's Scott's turn. No, so like we were talking about earlier about these reboots and whatever the heck else, you know. For now. The Weatherman. Weatherman. I really like this overall. Cool. I mean, it's... The uh, second one's almost done. You'll that's good. That's good. A month or two. I, that's probably my biggest disappointment because I was enjoying it and things, and it's moving at such a fast pace that I honestly thought this was going to wrap up, you know, in like six issues. I didn't know how much they could really tell, more they could tell, you know, in some things. Now, there in that sixth issue, I think there's like some weird flashback type of thing going on where it's like, yeah, it looks like they're kind of dragging it out a little bit more, but I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how things go. I could... Because, like I said, I thought it was going at a pace where I was like, oh, man, they're going to just wrap this right back up, you know, and whatever else where they're going. It, in its essence, it's almost like a revenge tale, you know? Some guy did something, you know, from a terrorist perspective that uh, helped a blow huge... Up the earth. Well, he helped a huge terrorist blow up the earth or do something, kill, it sounds like... Like a billion people. Uh, yeah, 18 billion or something like this, people, you know, type of thing. Uh, but... You know, overall, he wiped his mind, and he doesn't remember any of it. So, so now there's, you know, all these people are after him, and he has no idea why. So it's kind of got that little, what is it, uh, total recall, oh, yeah. you know, running man type of feel, you know, in in some respects. Uh, but it's kind of done, you know, a little, 
a little differently. You still get the sci-fi feel and things, but your lead character's a bit of a, a crazy, you know, uh, reckless jerk in some cases, but he's still got almost that heart of gold, you know, in some ways. So you don't know if you're, you should like this character because his past, there, there's no, at least at this point, there's no doubt he is that guy yeah. who was this total ass that helped this other big-time terrorist, you know, mm. kill a, a freaking billion people. people. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, how do you feel with that? And then, actually, the person, the handler or whatever, you know, the chick that's chasing him is, I mean, she's kind of a real bitch, but I'm sure there's reasons for it because she had family members, you know, lost a child, it looks like, to this thing, you know. So, yeah. you know, she's obviously got the hatred against this guy, you know. And so, it's pretty well written. I, I hear again, though, it's another one, my shortest attention span. It's got such a quick pace on it. I it's really very nicely going. paced, yeah. So, yeah. Who wrote it? Uh, some guy named Jody LaHoop and Nathan Fox's artist. Yeah, I know Nathan yeah. Fox. They should yeah, probably they should probably get that guy for plagiarizing Total Recall. Well, it's really different because Total Recall they wiped him <laughs> yeah. in the identity. Here he wiped himself because yeah, he felt he guilty himself, about the yeah. stuff he did. I and mean, some of the things are really funny. Like there's this guy who's like, it, almost a game show, but not really. It's like a auction type thing in which. They find these people that people just really hate. Oh, and yeah. They do this auction, you know, of, hey, how much will you pay to go into his mind and just beat the crap out of him, you know? So, like, in this, like, dreamscape world where they can go in and they just, like, fry him and whatever else. And I guess these people feel the pain, but, you know, they can't actually die because right. it's, you know, not real to them. And so they get to, like, Dying. kill him, like, 18, 20 times before their mind is, like, fried and then they're really out of there so they capture this guy who killed like 18 million people and they hook him up to this chair and these people like auction off all this money to be able to torture him and kill him and stuff kill him and whatever else hey I saw Dreamscape man if you die in your dream you die well now was there like a limit to how many there was there was because they said it was just too much to the brain that eventually that eventually they become yeah a vegetable vegetable. so because your mind can only take so much yeah can only take so much that's true so, but it wasn't like you would really die. You would just become, you know, pretty much comatose. Yeah. So it's good. I liked it. Cool. cool. Sweet. Good deal. It's that type of thing that I like, you know, short to just band, quick, the boom, boom, boom. Six issues. You know, it's got that sci-fi feel, which I I thought like. you were going to talk about uh, Nerf, because I know I was going to bring up. Did you see, you don't need to. I was just going to bring up, did you see our man, Baldemar, hanging out with Todd, Todd McFarlane? McFarlane? I saw that. That's pretty cool. Yay. Yeah. Maybe you get Todd to. I don't know show. that he was. I don't know that he was hanging out with him. They took a photo. Well, a lot of them went to that signing at uh, Forbidden Planet. I think it was. Oh, was McFarlane at the Forbidden? No, he wasn't there. But Brian K. Vaughn was there, and like Kyle Strom and was the Unearth team was all hanging out with Brian K. Vaughn and those guys. Yeah. Wow. Cool. I finally read Descender, my bound version of it, all thirty-two issues. You've never read Descender? No, I had. I read it as it came out. Like we say, it's. <laughs> Reading something in single issue as it comes out is a very different Especially experience. Especially Descender, I would think, too. And Descender is such an interesting, the way he structured it. Cause it is so interesting. Well, You just don't like the art. The art is growing on me, you know? I, I like I'm kind of like you. I, I usually I like don't like, well, you like watercolor. I usually don't like watercolor, and I really don't like the washed-out watercolor, typically. But it grew on me. I think for this book, it worked pretty well. And you kind of got used to it. It just became like the aesthetic mm. of the book. At least it was consistent. But uh, I don't know. it's funny. Um, yeah, I thought the structure was interesting because it starts out with the story, gives you kind of what's going on, and then at some point in the middle, it like takes like five or six issues 
and he kind of goes back and gives like the backstory of each character. Like he takes one, I see that one you're talking he about takes this. one issue, he takes one issue and like explores that character. You know, like Driller, he explores him, and he explores like uh, the lady Telsa. Yes, which I always want to call her Tesla. Yeah. It's so funny because in the first issue when they introduce her, the guy had he she corrects like the guy twice, or she corrects the guy twice because he calls her Tesla, and she's mm-hmm. like, no, it's Telsa. He's like, okay, Tesla. He's like, she's like, no, it's Telsa. You know, because so, she knows that everyone else yeah, is going to want to say Tesla that, as yeah. well. So he like makes. I think still when I when I read it, I still yeah, you that. still want to say Tesla every time. But yeah, no, it was really good, and it was funny because uh, I guess. He talked about how like he had a totally different ending in line for it. Oh yeah. But then, then he, they had that he issue said he didn't really like it the, with the, the magic. Yeah. yeah. He said because Image did this thing where they did covers that was like you know twenty five years in the future of each issue, like a futures of Image cover thing, and they did like an issue that was kind of you know magic or whatever kind of in that theme, and then uh, he said he really got into the magic and he saw a different way to take the story. You know? Yeah. So. I kind of wonder what his original ending was going to be because yeah, as it is, this ending is rather dark, you know. Yeah, it is pretty dark, and so yeah, it makes me wonder the same thing. I wonder if he was just going to wipe everything out or whatever. Uh, yeah, you know? or if he was going to wrap it up, you know, in some yeah, with a nice little bow or something. Some weird yeah, way, you know. This is Lemire. It's usually a dark yeah, ending. Of course, Black Hammer ended nice. It was a happy ending. Maybe he's having more happy endings now. He usually have. Sometimes. Well, when I met him, I. <laughs> I, I was trying to come up with an interesting question to ask people when they're signing my crap for like two seconds and I said yeah we're like it seems like all your stories have like you know kind of dark endings or whatever he's like yeah I'm just a sad guy you know he kind of acted like the question kind of annoyed him he was being kind of sarcastic or something <laughs> like that I'm like oh, I, I'm just saying I mean I don't, I don't want to say I think you're you know, you somehow something You're a hurt tragic you. Writer. I, I something yeah. hurt you somewhere. What is your you know sure. deal? I didn't want to say it like that, but Would you like to sit on my couch quite and come across and... right. <laughs> but he was. I think he was in a bad mood because he was, he was having fun. He was at a signing at San Diego, and he was having a good time. And he was ch- chatting with the first person. You know, you know, talking to him quite a bit. Well, then I think the handler came and was like, "Oh, you can't talk to people that long because the line's too long. And you got to get moving or whatever." Oh, you know? And so I think yeah. that kind of put him in kind of a pissy mood at that point because he's like Ray Parks in yeah <laughs> and it's like it's like dude it's Jeff Lemire <laughs> you know we'll wait you know let him talk to people as long as he wants I mean yeah. I mean, he doesn't sign that often you know yeah. he doesn't really go to that many conventions just chill out man. let him go yeah yeah people's... so did you enjoy it more the second time around though? I think so because I mean it wasn't I, I think as I read it it worked pretty well I like a lot of books you'll read in single issues over like a long period and you're like, I don't know what's going on. Like Paper Girls was kind of like that. It's like, I don't know what's going on. Mm, you know? Yeah. But this one, I felt like, I think I got the gist of most of the stuff. Like the yeah. way he, but reading again all together was definitely a different experience and it was very enjoyable. Mm. I did enjoy it. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, especially so. I think with some of those, where it, it talks about the past, you know. Yeah, like that, that helps too. But the, the story the isn't super complex. I would agree with that. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, it's very it's, character driven, you know. It really is. I mean, it seems like a lot's going on, but when you break it down, it's like, eh, you know, you got a few different factions, but it's really not that. Yeah, I would agree. Of a complex story. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. makes me want to go back and watch uh, that artificial intelligence movie that Steven yeah, Spielberg did. Really? Remember that? I do remember that. AI? I remember not AI. loving it, though. I wasn't a huge fan either. I kind of be interested to go back and watch that. Oh, huh, yeah. With, uh, was that Haley Joel? Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, yeah. Oh, damn. Yep. Okay, Don, you gonna go or you want me to go?
Like, the paper didn't look too bad. Maybe. No, it's not super bad. I don't know, man. How is this? This is like the hot new book. The I best horror it. comic of the year. So horror comic? Hmm. Yeah, supposedly. So, too I've, much been, hype, wasn't I've been hearing all this hype, all this buzz. Horror? Like, everybody's like, this is the greatest book ever. Like, this is so good. And I did... Flipping through it, it looked kind of like the uh, Bruce Jones run. Remember that? I know, know that I read it, because okay. I, I do know what you're talking about. All right, so this is the Mortal Hulk, but Volume 1. Volume 1, one, one through 10. Um, so I had a huge hype going into this. I was like, I can't wait to read this. This is going to be so awesome. Like, I get it, I rip it out of the bed, I sit down, and I'm like reading it. It started out really, really good. Like, And I think it's pretty solid, but I, I was going to look. Who did the... Somebody did the... Uh, it might have been Jeff Lemire that did the introduction. Did the introduction. It is okay. very good. So like very he's good. he's talking about it and he's like, yeah, he's like, this is great. He's like, you know, and it, it is, it is really, they are really trying to make it a horror book. Yeah. Which I think is what Bruce Jones did with it. Yeah, whatever. he kind of made it more of a horror. So, I mean, it does have that horror aspect to it. It, it. Obviously, it's not like, I'm not reading it going, oh my God, I'm so scared. But it is kind of... Like body horror, like yeah, grotesque, like creepy. Like creepy. Yeah. Um, but uh, but kind what like I was a, gonna say. So I read through the introduction, and Jeff Lemire's like, "Yeah, he's bringing it back." It's like every issue is uh, is a one and done story, and but you don't have to, you know. But it builds on a longer story, and I'm like, "Well, that's cool. I kind of like that." But it's not true because there's like two part stories in there, and there's like, like, true. like directly lead into things. I mean, yeah, the first two or three might be, but that's probably I, I right gotta true. call, gotta call BS on it because it's not. It's not. It's not one and done single stories. But there is, there is a so okay. So I guess in which I read it and totally blew past it, but in Avengers. Was it No Home, Home, that last big Avengers yeah. thing that they did weekly? Yeah. They did a thing where the Hulk, they found out that Hulk is immortal. So Hulk cannot die. We already knew that. Well, I don't think that we knew that. But Bruce Banner can die, but Bruce Banner comes back. So Bruce Banner is like immortal too. But they've also gone back to the thing like back at the beginning, because Al Ewing talks about it too. About how he want he remembered reading like the first six issues or whatever of Hulk, and he kind of wanted to go back to that. And but where uh, the Hulk comes out at night, and Bruce Banner's like during the day, you know what I mean? So it's got mm-hmm. that yeah. to it. Got the werewolf um, thing. Going but on. basically, everybody thinks that Bruce Banner is dead, and <clears throat> they start popping up like sightings of the Hulk, and so there's this reporter that is is on the case trying to figure out if it's the Hulk and this and that and and Bruce Banner is like he's like the dude he's like um he's like from the TV show <laughs> he's just like grifting like walking yeah. and yeah. you know doing all this stuff and I mean it's good like it's solid like I I tend kind of left on a cliffhanger and so I mean I want to read it like sure. I will read more of it, hmm, but it, it just wasn't like, oh, this is the greatest thing ever. Like they've reinvented the Hulk, and so I've the never expectations might have been a little high, but it's right. really, it's been, it's very solid. Yeah, so like my expectations were like at a twelve, 
and it was like a seven or a seven and a half when I read it. You know okay. what I mean? Like it's solid, it's good, but I've never really been like a huge Hulk guy either. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I've never, I haven't bought, I didn't ever buy Hulk for like 20 years and have, you know, whatever. I've, I've bought it with certain runs and stuff and I've enjoyed it, but I've just never been a Hulk guy. Um, Always been a Hulk guy. Yeah. And, and, um, yeah. Joe Bennett, he does some, he's a great artist for this. He does some really cool, like, there's some really creepy, scary, like, splash pages, you know, where yeah, he really yeah. draws the Hulk scary. And then he gets, he gets captured and, uh, they dissect him because, uh, he keeps coming back. That, yeah, that was, I don't know how that dude got onto that book. I don't want to slam it. But anyway, there's like a, so they, they, They've captured him, and they've cut him up, and so they've got pieces of him, and they're in this lab, and they're in these big jars, like from how it's like his head is floating in this jar, <laughs> like he's got like an arm floating in this jar. It's like this giant wall of like the Hulk, just like parts of him floating in jars. I thought that was kind of cool, um, the way they did that. And then, but he's, but he's like, he's smart too. So like he has aspects of Banner. It's almost like they're, you know what I mean? Like he, I don't know exactly how to explain it, but he is smart. So it's almost like he has Banner smartness when he's the Hulk. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if, if you've heard good things and you like the Hulk or you just want something new to read, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was good. But we were talking about it earlier, like, you know, I'm probably going to wait for the next hardcover. I'm not going to rush out and buy all the issues. And now that I've bought the first volume in hardcover, I want to keep it going, so I'm not going to buy the trades. Well, I think this book is pushed enough that they're going to Good luck with that. I don't know. I don't know. They... I mean, it's Marvel just, is so inconsistent. They'll yeah. start putting out in hardcovers, and then at some point they'll stop. Like the Star Wars book. I got three hardcovers, no fourth hardcover. Oh, like Ultimate Spider-Man, I have like 12, 14 hardcovers, and all of a sudden they stopped. Like, yeah. Really? People, why are you stopping? Stay with the format, man. Right. Yeah, no I get that. But it was like we were talking about earlier. Like, I wanted to check this book out, but you can't. You can't find them. No, because the print runs are small. The print runs are small. Comparatively. They're high. I'm not going to go out and spend 20 bucks per it's issue. It's an investment. <laughs> it's not an investment. <laughs> 20 bucks per for an issue. I'll just wait. And that's when I'll buy, like, trades. Because yeah. we're talking about single issues. Yeah. But that's when I'll buy, like, a trade or a hardcover is, you know, when something... Like... Like that... Uh, Something's been good buzz and, yeah. Like, I'm, I totally missed the boat on Thanos. I'm what? not gonna go back and. Don't you bought everything? No. Except for the whole. I'm not gonna go back and buy all that stuff in single issues. You know, I'll buy the trades or I'll buy the hardcover or, or I'll read them online or whatever. But. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, I would give good thumbs up. It's worth checking out. Cool. It sort of lives up to the hype. Sort of lives up to the hype. All right, you want to do yours and I'll do mine. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see here. I read Stronghold. What did you think of that? Is that all of it? Is it five that issues? Is all of it. It appears that it's only five issues. It did kind of have an ending, I guess. Well, I missed out on this. I totally... I don't know what It's happened. got kind of a cool idea, I think. It has I felt a like. cool idea. Yeah, I, like I don't know that they necessarily really... They didn't really stick the ending. I, the landing. Okay, good. I... 
that was my feeling was that I don't know that the ending really was was good. And maybe I'm a little confused on it too. I don't know. I read uh, this while once again I, was... I read it over a course of five months, and then by the fifth issue, I'm like, there's a lot of little details. In well, and see, for me, I read it uh, all together on all together, but I was on vacation type thing in Eureka Springs and, and... Uh, in a haunted hotel, and so I maybe wasn't. Like grasping not the whole thing either. I thought but I gave it to you after your vacation. No, no, no. I was reading. I know. I actually, yeah, I was reading. All okay. I read a lot of these. Uh, okay, that's right. You came over between podcasts because you came. No, you didn't. Uh, I don't think so. No. All right, well, never. But anyway, I, I just do remember reading that one that through some of that. I thought maybe you're I probably right. What did I read? No, no, no. Actually, I didn't read this one on vacation. <laughs> so I don't know when the hell I did. I must ah, have read anyway. it there. So anyway, I read Strong it there. And it just seems to be... Uh, I, I don't know. Interesting idea. You have a, somebody that's super powered, and there's these two factions that are trying to keep this individual from knowing that he has... Godlike you know, powers. Godlike powers. Exactly right. And it's kind of that uh, trying to almost wrap in a little bit of a religion type of perspective, I guess, yeah. in some ways there. Like he's a chosen one in some ways. And it appears that he was a chosen one, but the idea was that he was there to try to help, I think, stop conflicts. But in the big scheme of things, it sounds like he just wiped out, you know, billions and billions of people and civilizations and, and things of this nature. And so there's a lot of people that hold that against him in different ways. And so he came to this planet, to Earth, to forget and uh and try to be normal but yet um you know the something pops up sooner or later his powers come up you know and i it, i didn't feel like the comic was very good though on how they did they just reset him every time it felt, you know, like, this type a, is? felt like the whole thing got kind of convoluted at some, at some point. point and i'm not entirely sure to be quite honest what the hell happened at the end you know where he's kind of having this battle with you know, I guess he's having this battle with one side of the entities that have, like, some super-powered stuff that they feel can take him out, you know, and then he he defeats it all, but it seems like he's got this new world vision of, you know, let them come, we'll still defeat them, but I have, you know, a, more of a conscience now than I used to. I, I don't know. Yeah. And so I... It's ending was, like I said, not exactly... Strong concept Strong. to start, but yeah, the ending yeah. almost got too convoluted. And it got kind of talky too, where it was explaining everything. And I like, would agree with some of that too. And like, and you gotta kind of be careful of that because you don't want to get too, you know, uh, verbose with your explanations. It just yeah, kind of yeah. grinds the story to a halt. No, yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. But I enjoyed the art, and I thought the it was art cool is fantastic. Like I say it's a strong, probably seven or six and a half or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It's solid. It's just, yeah, this is one of those ones where, you know, unlike Weatherman, where I thought that they had the potential to really wrap it up, you know, and things. This one I felt could probably use. Could have bring a little more. Maybe, yeah, another yeah, couple of issues there to really yeah. see maybe what they were trying to do. Well, because they were kind of on the I run. They could have kind of dragged that out and had some more, like, sprinkle in some explanation as you go. You know what Possibly, I mean? Possibly. Yeah. But I'm sure it's a business thing. I think they could only, you know, could be. do five issues and then... Is Phil Hester coming to... Yeah, he's coming to Eric. That's what I thought. I thought he was one of the names that you guys had. Yeah, I might... I'm assuming he'll probably have copies of the trade. I'll if probably... it's out by then. Oh, it's not out yet? Well, I might, it might be. I, uh, I was just thinking I might pick that up because 
sorry to jump in. But no, it was no. like I was saying at the beginning, I mean, that thing totally, I totally missed it. Well, Aftershock, I mean, most of the stuff and then, But I do stuff. look through I looked through Aftershock, too. Yeah. But, but um, I don't know, I, I heard a interview with him, like a podcast, like, and it, they were already on, like, issue three or something, and I was like, huh, that'd be interesting to check out. Yeah. yeah. But... Well, like I say, and I like Ryan Kelly's artwork. The yeah. very first couple of issues, yeah, yeah. are just fantastic. I, I really liked, and I think maybe that's why the the fifth one comes across maybe a little disappointing because of how strong I felt the the initial ones were. Yeah, and maybe it was just too rushed. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, they've got a an idea there. Uh, to yeah. your point, I just didn't feel the the ending was. Maybe it wasn't what I was expecting. I don't know. I, for with the concept that they had, I think it was going to be difficult to, to wrap up, you know, one yeah. way or another, and I maybe they found the same way. I don't know. Well, I wrote myself into a corner. I'm yeah, quite, possibly. Quite sure to go there. Um, I have Dreadstar Volume Three. This includes starts at Dreadstar issue forty nine and goes till the initial series ended at sixty four, and then it has the six issue, uh, Dreadstar series. That Bravura did Malibu Bravura. So when did this come out? Red Star was mostly like 80s. late eighties, early nineties, is when the, this stuff came, and the next series was like ninety four. Really? Now is this a Marvel? Uh, no, Red Star was a first comics series. It okay. was like a it was like a creator. It was like a creator owned independent house okay. that they did. They did like uh, Nexus, American Flag, and Dreadstar were kind of like their flagship ones. Oh, so Dreadstar, Grimjack, yeah. Dreadstar was originally Jim Starlin. He did it for like 30, 40 issues and then... Holy cow, how did this go? Well, this goes to 64. Jesus. But I mean, this is volume three. Wow. So I've bound, this is my third volume by okay. I was holding off on this last one because Jim Starlin kept saying he was going to do like one more Dreadstar story. So I'm like, okay, I'll wait for him to do that and I'll bind it with so it. So you've been waiting 20 years for that? Well, he said it like five years ago. Oh, okay. But then his soda stream exploded and hurt his drawing hand in the okay. soda stream explosion. And he can't draw anymore. Wow. So now he said, well, I'm probably going to find someone else to draw it and it's been just on a hiatus forever i'm like dude i'm tired of waiting i'm just gonna buy this stuff and holy crap that's gonna good. suck for an artist yeah well he's a writer too so at least he can write but, true and i think he's like i'm sure he's collecting social security you know i mean i'm sure he's fine he doesn't need the money he just doesn't now hopefully not old. but all those struggling artists you know you never know yeah well like i said he's old so i think he's like living on the government's social programs at this point hmm. hopefully Hopefully, yeah. I mean, he's got his health care Hopefully, he's not, he's like, being a so, Walmart greeter or anything. I don't think he's going to be able... Well, he invented Thanos, so I think he's making some decent money. Oh, well, hell, yeah. Because I don't know how much he gets off that. I'm sure they threw him some money, but yeah, probably not but a lot. Yeah, but then again, it's back in the day when the companies owned him, not the creators, yeah. That's true. Yeah, for some reason, in, like, the 80s, Jim Shooter started giving artists some kind of ownership. Like, Rob Liefeld owns part of Deadpool. So every time Deadpool does anything, Rob Liefeld gets a check. Jesus. So, yeah, he doesn't have to do anything. So he's not too worried. Yeah. But, you, uh, well, I don't know. He lost Youngblood. And yeah, but did you, nobody's buying Youngblood comics. Did you see something he posted on Twitter or whatever that he's going to sue Marvel now? Yeah, I saw that. I'm not, I don't know what he's talking about. Good for him. But anyway, uh, Dreadstar. But yeah, it was good. Like, so it's interesting because, like, the series ended at, like, 90... In like ninety one at issue sixty four, 
they had in their, they had no I they said that they were gonna start putting out in like three issue prestige format series and then like do like little runs of it. Those never happened. So apparently first comics just kinda went defunct shortly right. after. But they really didn't that was just at the very end of the last issue they just made that mention and they didn't say like, Hey, you know, there was no warning that this was gonna be the last issue other than that little bit right there. Marvel did do like Dreadstar and Company. Yes, they did some reprints. So was that reprints of the first yeah. stuff? It was mm -hmm. just reprints of Dreadstar? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But was that coming out at the same time that Dreadstar was coming out? Yeah, so it was like... So for some reason, Jim Starlin somehow convinced Marvel to put out reprints on the newsstand. Because Dreadstar was direct market only. Right. On the newsstand of... Because they okay. had the distribution. But, but anyway, so... The, this is all written by Peter David with mostly Angel, Angel right. Medina pencils. Is this a run of Dreadstar? Because Jim Sterling had kind of stopped writing it or steering the ship. And it was kind of that area where Peter David was kind of, he was trying to do like the cutesy, funny type writing, you know, and he, like he did in Hulk, which he didn't obviously, he wasn't a Hulk guy. But, you know. But I did read a lot of Peter David because I read yeah. a lot of the. Well, you know his style. He kind of tries to mix in some yeah. humor and stuff. So that's kind of what this is. It's kind of that sort of humorous kind of thing, which is pretty big shift from what Jim Starlin was doing. It's a little more of a straight uh, thing. But it was pretty entertaining. But now that I'm older, some of Peter David's humor is kind of like not as funny as it was when I was 12 years old hmm. or 15 years old even. Like, I mean, he thinks it's really funny if somebody gets kicked in the crotch, you know. I mean, that's hilarious. That's, what are you talking about? That's still funny. funny. I, it's still funny. <laughs> or like he did this oh whole gosh. issue where like I they, still laugh about that. Where they end up on like this planet that where the people are being <laughs> oppressed and, like, Eddie dresses up, like, in a suit, like Batman. He's like, I'm Catman, you know, and he's running around. And he comes up with some guy who's, like, the Joker. And he's like, where do they get a load of me? You know, he's, like, doing this whole riff on, like, 89 or whatever, Batman. And I'm like... That sounds kind of funny. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> and then he's got another one. He does a whole riff on, like, Star Trek. And it's like, oh, my God, dude, you're just... Well, he is a big Star Trek He guy. is, but, I mean, it's just... And I'm not. It's so. just, it, it just got kind of... I mean, it was, it was all right, but... Those little minor excursions into these weird things are kind of mm -hmm. questionable at best. I gotcha. But uh, but then there's that six issue Bravura miniseries that is horrible. Really? Like it is a like it's still Peter David. It's just three years later. It's like he's totally phoning that thing in. Like there is nothing good about that series. Didn't like start, and I like Dreadstar. It's it? no, they got Ernie Colin to draw it. I don't know. So I looked up. I heard the name. I'm like, who's Ernie Colin? He did, like, Arak, you know, Amethyst. Yeah. You know, I think he did, like, a couple... He did, like, this... Like, the bottom of the barrel crap at DC is, like, what he's known for. He did, um... Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, dude... Ernie Colin's not bad. He is were, bad. And no, he phoned... They, Peter David well, and he phoned it on this thing. Look that, at this art. That might have been did you in. Did you see this art? Look at that. I own the books. It's not good, man. No. But... It's not good at all. They were talking on, um... I keep Too much cross-hatching. Yeah. <laughs> I, was I, I was watching... I mean, there's not even any detail in those figures. It's like, he's cross-hatching over here, and then he's just barely scribbling over here. I don't know what's going on. And the story was not very good. Oh, it's just... It's like he did this whole... At the end of, like, 64, they all, like, get... Like... No, did they? No, he had to go back. Because 64, he left on a cliffhanger. So you're, like, three issues into the six-issue new series, and then he tells you what happened to everybody. <laughs> and basically he says something happened and they all exploded and got scattered around the galaxy. Hmm. Okay, so now they're like picking them all up and putting them back together. I'm like, 
Wouldn't she have started with that? I don't know. I don't know. The whole structure was just weird. It's not good, dude. Cartoon Escape Babe about Ernie Cullen. And he only did books that started with A so that they were in the front of the front of the He did A. And he did Ansys. They were all the first books that ever listed. Oh, I don't think that worked for him. But yeah. anyway, not impressed. With I that. think Ernie Colin also did that. Uh... So Starlin does a new Dreadstar series and gets Ernie Colin. Uh, Ernie Colin's dead, so that won't happen. But mm. anyway, yeah, it was it was a bit rough there at the end. Gotcha. And that's all I got. Yeah. That's all I got. Done. All right, I'm done. Thanks for listening, everybody. I think I'm done. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thanks for listening. <laughs>